Everybody, I'm Peter, and I'll damage you if you don't shut up. He hits me with sticks. <laughs> it's Mike. Welcome to Rebels Rebels, the regular edition. Ooh. It's a podcast that explores the Star Wars expanded universe through an episode by episode deep dive into Star Wars animated series Rebels. I think I heard some lovely tones on there, some voices I've been missing. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, our guests today are... Crystal Beth and Chris Sanchez. You may know them from our D&D episodes, but more likely you know Crystal from Keep Calm and Game on the Fantastic Video Game Podcast. How are you doing, friends? I'm good. I'm happy to be here talking about Rebels Rebels. Yay. Yes, I'm good as well and very happy. I yeah. am good as well. <laughs> I am well as good. Chris, do you listen? Do you watch Rebels? Who? You, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I watched most of it when you guys sent me that drive. You mean sent you the full you, episodes yeah. on DVD? You mean the, when we bought yeah. you those yes. Blu-rays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We bought you Blu-rays. Yeah, by drive I meant when the I when I drove it to your house. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. some of that's gonna get it. I borrowed, <laughs> I borrowed it for a short amount of time, and then I sent it back to you. And yeah. I am shaking my damn head right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah. I would like, I would like to point out before we begin mm -hmm. that, um, Crystal, can you set the scene for how you are recording? What's happening around you in your life right now? Like, well, right now it is looking a little like Hoth outside. Oh, we have magic. a statue of Saruman gazing down at my laptop Wow! <laughs> and so um some paintings john's grandmother did right next to me hmm. no sounds lovely i wish it was oh, more exciting nice. honestly now that i'm looking around i'm like we don't have enough stuff up here <laughs> 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 and i'm looking at all of your names on my computer and it's Aww. bringing me joy oh there we Aww. are yeah by contrast everything <laughs> in my community is on fire or has lost power no that's and terrifying <laughs> oh geez Oh, wow. Oh, yikes. Wow, that is a really different vibe. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From, from yeah, Hoth so. to Mustafar. Hopefully everyone's safe. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, oh, and you know what? My okay. my, my okay. apartment looks uh -huh. like Endor because my girlfriend keeps buying plants. Oh. <laughs> and, and surrounding oh. them. I it's am surrounded with plants right now. Yeah. By contrast, I live in a place. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. devoid of yeah. life. I live by the. I live by the, I guess I would live on Camino. In a because hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a shell of my past self. <laughs> I was like, because you have a long neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Peter, are you ready? Are you ready to jump into this? I am ready. Crystal, are you ready to jump into this? Super ready. We didn't tell you this before, but you have to ask Chris if he's ready. Oh, uh, Chris, are you ready? Yes. Yay! Uh, reciprocity. <laughs> All right, let's mix up quick space professoring. Recap what happened in episode 13 of season three. Trials of the Darksaber. So, upon being told by Fen Rao, who, by the way, sounds like Yoda, if he'd been hit over the head with a baseball bat, <laughs> about the significance mm. of the Darksaber, Kanan decides Sabine should take it up in order to align the Mandalorians with the Rebel Alliance. Sabine reluctantly agrees and retreats with Kanan and Ezra to the Bendu's chill spot to train. At first, Kanan is hesitant to train Sabine with the saber and opts to use training sticks, but soon, after mounting frustration from all sides, Kanan offers her the dark saber, and the training begins in earnest. And, with a Freudian trick up his sleeve, after pushing her to the brink, Sabine loses her own emotional turmoil, revealing at last the truth of her past, that she designed a super weapon in her time at the Imperial Academy that would destroy her own people, but realizing the error of her ways, tried to save herself and her people from the Empire, 
only to have her family turn towards the Empire and outcast mm. her, leaving her feeling unworthy of the Mandalorian mark. Upon hearing this, Kanan, Ezra, and Rao profess their loyalty to Sabine, no matter what course she will eventually choose. Mm. So that's what mm. happens in this episode. She's so got be, some stuff. She's got some stuff. <laughs> yeah. She's got some stuff, which is a perfect segue. Thank you. Speaking of she's got some stuff, really mm-hmm. quickly, we're going to lay out a theme for the episode that will loosely guide our conversation. Loosely. So the theme for this episode is... Talk about it. Yeah, it's simple and so, so difficult. This is a very common theme across TV, cinema, and literature. Characters struggle to communicate with one another and are often forced into difficult situations or easily avoidable peril or some kind of misunderstanding or disregard because of their inabilities to just talk about things. So I challenge you, dear listener, to watch out for this theme. Seriously, the next time you watch anything, literally anything, think about how short the episode would be if people just spoke to one another. Even this very episode, (laughs) it would end the common TV arc as we know it. Had Rachel told Ross how she had felt, maybe (laughs) he wouldn't have cheated on her, though I do think it was a break. Could Maggie have used words? She would have said she shot Mr. Burns. If Jim and Pam would have just told each other how they felt, we would have had four less seasons and avoided many a kerfuffle. Mm. Yes, talking is hard and emotions are complex, but communication or lack thereof is the crux of our existence. And at the heart of this very episode, sort of wrap this up, Kanan is unable to tell Sabine why he is hesitant to train her. Ezra and Sabine are unwilling to be vulnerable with their admiration, familial or otherwise, each other and complicate their training process and of course Sabine is not ready to talk about her past and her shame but when she does the family she chose is there for her and she is relieved so spoiler alert when characters Mm. just talk about it it all gets a little (laughs) easier a little better and a little more plain basically the plot tension dissolves and there's almost no need to tell the story so I get why communication breakdowns exist because it gives us stories, um, and it derives it drives almost everything, almost every major story, and ultimately drives this story towards the end and triumph. So that's the theme for this episode. Super poignant. Yeah. Just, just but also, that's exactly what life is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone's absolutely. like, it would just be so easy if you could say true, the true. things that you need to say, yes. but you never do. Yeah. Or you say them wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do that a lot. Um, yeah, it's just I, that that is very poignant. I like it a lot. And it, it reminds me of recently someone very wise once said to me is that you can't go overcome things. You can only go through things. And the best way to do that is to be able to, you know, understand your shame and trauma and get through that. And so this episode touched me on that level. And I think it's a very poignant and interesting thing in Sabine's character arc, as well as our character arcs oh, as wow. characters in our own yeah. story. Thank you. <laughs> thoughts for your thoughts. Yeah. It's hard to talk about stuff. And what's yeah. weird is that everyone, everyone has stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you're surrounded by people that don't talk about stuff, you realize that, or you don't realize you, you don't know how to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I talk about stuff all the time. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. unless it's my feelings. <laughs> it's hard but it's a it skill is. like you're just saying you yeah. know we don't know how to do it you gotta learn how to do that so sabine is learning how to do this right now yeah she's so rad yeah she so is. let's uh start with the dorky stuff i mean i know there's a wing so whenever there's a wings i gotta point that out because you know mike likes my to favorite gush. ship yep. they are my favorite ship the uh, only reason i want to go to disneyland cool, yeah. star wars is to take a picture next to an a-wing so I can yep. put it on every profile picture I have, <laughs> which, like, which is like two. I know. You should do the same pose, yeah, in a bunch of different yeah. Just and I'll, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll put on like, I'll, I'll bring like a gray hairspray, so I'll just keep spraying my hair a little more gray, so I can use it as I age. <laughs> <laughs> Mike wants to put it on every profile he has, so LinkedIn and Christian Mingle. No, just <laughs> just J date. <laughs> Christian Mingle and J date. Uh, yeah. hey, I don't discriminate. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, nope. mm-hmm. my wife's okay with it. 
Yeah. He's like, God, yeah, just leave me alone. <laughs> Get whatever you need. <laughs> See, you guys are perfectly yeah. communicative. Yeah, perfect. Um, so something I do actually have a lot of thoughts about, and I'm sure we all do, is the Darksaber. Yes. So this is not the first it. time. <laughs> this is not the first time we've seen it in Rebels. It was also prominently featured in Clone Wars, but we learn a little bit more history about it in this episode for the first time. Um, they said it goes to a long, long time ago. I was able to pinpoint about a thousand years before the Battle of Yavin, BBY, mm-hmm. which is how they um, Never heard measure time in Star Wars. Sure. So a thousand years before the first Death Star blows up, mm-hmm. Tar Vizsla was the first Mandalorian to be inducted into the Jedi Order, and he's credited with creating the Darksaber. Tar after- Vizsla. Yeah. Such a good name. I know. But of course, it's Star Wars, so it's not like T-A-R. It's T-A-R-R-E. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if yeah. his name was just Tar, like, you would have a very yeah. picture of what he is. Yeah. So he smells weird? He's like a glob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smelly mm-hmm. greasy. When we learned in the episode, after Vizsla's passing, the saber was kept in the Jedi Temple until it was taken by members of House Vizsla. His clan during the fall of the old Republic and it was Mm -hmm. used to unite Mandalore. It was first mentioned in the Clone Wars, but we're getting a lot more backstory. As I mentioned, Henry Gilroy, famed producer of the series, said, quote, the people will follow the wielder of the Darksaber if they believe in who is wielding it. So I think that is really interesting because it plays into Sabine's conflict. She doesn't think that people will believe in her because she doesn't believe in herself. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so you know, that's kind of like what we're saying. You know, we got to we got to go through these things instead of going over them. Um, Sabine needs to mm-hmm. believe in herself to know that she can be the leader that she really is. Um, and thematically there's some other kind of interesting things, um, with that. I was, you know, symbolically, a lot of this is a conjecture, but, um, I hope we dive deeper into the rift against the Jedi and the Mandalorians, um, which Kanan mentions. He's like history lesson. The Jedi won the war. Um, (laughs) and there's been other mentions of the Jedi Mandalorian war, um, which was a legends thing. I'm hopeful. I think they'll probably bring it into the new Canon. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it seems. I mean, yeah, I think so. We're, we know we're getting a lot of Mandalorian stuff coming up soon. Mm. Um, but Tar was around during the Old Republic, and although the timelines are not confirmed, we know the Jedi Mandalorian War was during the end of the Old Republic. It was one of the things that made the Old Republic fall. And around this time is when the lightsaber was created. Um, so I would imagine being a Force sensitive Mandalorian would feel like a great conflict within Tar. Um, mm-hmm. he's pulled between his people and his Jedi order sure. and this design of the lightsaber, I think is kind of interesting because it honors both Mandalorian and Jedi. It man- mirrors like his feelings of conflict and his feelings and actions that kind of are parallel with Sabine's actions. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this like connection is going to tie in because Revan is a, is a really, uh, popular figure from the legend stuff and a lot of this lore Come, or at least the older public lore is, of course, from the games. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we've, we've talked about it a lot. I think a lot of people are speculating that Benioff and Weiss are going to jump into that because all this stuff is so Game of Thrones, the clans and the houses and a sword that unites the people. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That'd yeah. Be, yeah that'd I, be I personally think it would be sick if Ryan Johnson's trilogy was about the Old Republic because I think mm. he would be able to do some really cool mystical things. Yes. Um, he yeah. cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's oh. like he like, it's like his... <laughs> I know whenever someone's working on movies and stuff, it's their life, but he's so much more pumped about it yeah. and excited than most other people doing it yeah. and in interviews. I mean, it, some people can contain their excitement <laughs> and stuff, but I don't know. I think, I think, oh gosh, it's also yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I would love Benioff and Weiss to do the old Republic only because I trust them less, and I think that could be in their wheelhouse. And I trust Brian Johnson more to do anything. So I, I, want, I, I want to give him—I want to give him a more difficult assignment. And I feel like Old Republic is a little bit like of a—I don't know—it feels a little easier to yeah, me. Yeah, no so one's like, really touched on it. Yeah, exactly. so you can kind of do up. whatever you want. Yeah. Isn't it funny how no one trusts them anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't. So I'm like, yeah. By the end, I was like, I I hope they get fired. Yeah, yeah. 
I didn't yeah. love yeah. it. I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. I, I hated the last season. I yeah. wrong, wrong podcast, but it is. Like it. I started rewatching from season one. And mm-hmm. I couldn't even finish rewatching season one because you know nothing Ugh. mattered. Yep. No, and if I know. they if they get lazy like oh god, if they get lazy <laughs> like that, don't get lazy in my Star Wars. Yeah. It's Star Wars. It's <laughs> different than Game of Thrones. But like, if you don't want to do it, give it to someone else. I could have written that season better. Yeah, don't do that to Star Wars. Oh my god, mm. in heaven! I will find you. I will find you. <laughs> and that's the last thing I'll say. <laughs> Fair, the uh, fair, anim- fair, yeah. the animation for the the dark saber I love when they're retelling the dark saber tale and they, oh, the animation because yeah. it's both yeah because they've used figures. that in Clone Wars they use mm-hmm. that's the how they told in Clone Wars but also like I can't help but always bring in Harry Potter it's super <laughs> Deathly Hollows right when they talk about the Deathly Hollows it like goes mm-hmm. into that shadow animation yeah and I think I love it I think it's so successful and they use totally. it sparsely I almost want them to use it more yeah yeah I think they use it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's a very key time when they use it in the last season that I thought was really effective, but yeah, I really yeah. like that style. Um, another quote I really liked is that for this episode, Dave Filoni wanted the entire episode to be focused on this training specifically. So originally, I forgot what episode it was. It was the one where like Zeb was in charge of like watching the base or whatever. The Warhead, that's the episode. Oh. Uh, yeah, so on Warhead, okay. everyone was going to go away for Sabine's training, and that's why they were staying. Zeb was staying behind. And then they decided that this needs to be its own episode, just focused on her learning and training. And he said, we don't need another story if we do it right. We don't need a secondary little plot here. It's not important. Like, the whole thing should be about her training. And it's not about her learning to fight with a sword. It's about her being a character and a person that has feelings and emotion and depth and dimension. And all of those things drive her forward or pull her back and stop her. Again, that's I think this is really illustrative of you know that push and pull within Sabine what it means to live up to your family's legacy and then also like I think it's this is a good choice I really like this choice where it's like you know we can tell one story we don't have to distract with like louds and booms and like killer droids and stuff like that like let's just sit in this canyon and get deep pretty pretty risky move it is good it is risky I like it when shows can take a second to stop and breathe it doesn't yeah. need to, be, if you trust your characters, it doesn't have to mm. be all chaos and excitement. And this is one of, one of the top episodes to me because I really enjoy uh, learning who these people are. And they do mm-hmm. such a good job with Sabine. This was the first episode where I was like, I always thought Sabine was a badass. Mm-hmm. But this was the first episode where I was just like, gosh, mm-hmm. she's gone through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's wild. It is. It's it's an it's a great. I think we're all in agreement. It's a pretty mm-hmm. pretty damn good episode. It's it's yeah. Like I said, it's it's such a risky episode for a Disney XD show mm-hmm. to be like, yeah. yo, this is Empire Strikes Back territory of like that. What nothing happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is great. Which yeah. I love because it's just basically a character development episode. Totally, um, and it's like a human story. But I really like it, and I think it's great. And I think. I don't even think they attempt to put action in, which I respect. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Peter, I'm like, wow, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think it's really cool too. Like all the, all the tense feelings of this episode and all the tension of the episode, which I think is really important. You know, the stakes all come from internal struggles, which mm-hmm. I think is mu- much more interesting sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it makes the action mean that much more yeah, when it yeah. does happen. Cause you know, totally. that it's coming from uh, a place of, with her fear and excitement and also pride. And you, you know, all of that just because you were able to sit back and listen to what's going on. Yeah. And what I appreciate too, is it's not a bottle episode. You know, this isn't something that it wasn't, it's not one of those episodes where like Ezra learns a lesson and that's the point of the episode. Like we know what she's training for, like her actions and her feelings have impact on the galaxy as a whole going forward this fits into a bigger puzzle piece this, is, this isn't just like sabine learns a lesson and now we're moving on to the next thing which i think is also really cool for this episode mm-hmm. yeah and it is there's there's some to me some really wildly big things unpacked in this episode that i'm mm-hmm. like i don't know that that's ever been said and like specifically about uh sabine maybe jumping ahead but it's fine um <laughs> that kanan goes 
that she she has like this thing that's blocking her from you know like letting the force flow through her and mm-hmm. it's it's said so ambiguously but the implications of that statement on Sabine is like if she unblock that would she be like a Jedi level force user mm-hmm. and I don't know I, I just think the implications on yeah. her and to other force users is pretty big with that statement like what does that mean yeah there it is pretty ambiguous um there there is some stuff I actually did a bunch of research on this and I think I can't remember if it's canonical or not um but there was also a lightsaber book I was reading that kind of mentions this stuff too that the force doesn't power necessarily the lightsaber um or it doesn't like like they say later in this episode, like it's getting lighter. You're making a connection with it. It isn't really like she has a power that she's unlocking. It's more like a meditation where she's tapping into the flow yeah. and the force mm-hmm. of the universe. And as you know, as we mentioned, everything has the force flowing through it. And so I think the metachlorians for how you feel about it do have to play a part because that is canon. Um, and we had a big deep dive episode talking about how the metachlorians work and connect you to the force. So I think everyone can tap into that potential to, you know, connect with different, connect with people, connect with the lightsaber, connect with other force entities to a certain extent. But you need like that extra level of metachlorians to be able to like move stuff with mm-hmm. your mind or whatever. Yes. So that that that's my that's my conjecture. Um, I can't connect canonically say anything about that but that that's what mm. i thought after my years of research <laughs> <laughs> spent in the j archives long nights yeah um can i give you some more dark saber information yes, i please. got a lot on this um so as i mentioned before i thought symbolically you know tar Vizsla building this lightsaber kind of might have represented the push and pull between his loyalty to the Jedi order and his people, the Mandalorians. And so I think that's shown in the design. So Kanan mentioned it's very old and very heavy, but you also see it's much Mm. more angular. It doesn't look like any other lightsaber. It has lots of sharp edges. It looks a lot like the blades we've seen Mandalorians use. Um, The blade is also shorter and it looks like a traditional sword, um, which is much different than any other lightsaber design we've ever seen. And the slit that the blade emits from, we have seen before in other Mandalorian um, daggers and things like that. It also emits a different sound. So I like that it is very specifically a unique lightsaber. And one of the things that I most notably did not talk about yet that makes it very, very unique is the black blade. Mm-hmm. So... They are very, very hush-hush on anything canonical about this Black Blade. But I think I pieced together some things that I think is a little bit interesting. Um, Because there's no canon confirmation about how the Darksaber was constructed and why the blade is black. But in the canon theme park attraction, Galaxy's Edge, which sounds a little weird, but Galaxy's Edge is canon. (laughs) Everything that happens there is theoretically canon and fits into a single day. Oh my God. So if I go there, I'm canon. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, it's, yeah, I forgot what it is. It's like, there's, um, it's like a day or a series of days that just repeat over and over and over. Mm. And it like represents a specific, like four days in the universe. Weird. And so they said like, you know, everything in here, that's why like, um, you know, they, you don't see like Coca-Cola bottles. It's like they had to make special Star Wars Coca-Cola and like add it to Wikipedia as part of the official canon. Like oh. that that's real. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's, no, no. Okay. No comment. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Regardless like, how you feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless how you feel about that. There is a shop where you can find, you can buy like, um, scavenged kyber crystals and it's kind of done in like a mystery box kind of thing where you pick like a light side one light side one or dark side one and you randomly get a color the dark side one is pretty much all red <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one's <laughs> not that so hard weird. except for one in 100 will randomly contain an obsidian black kyber crystal and inside Ooh. the container It says, today you have found something truly special. This small fragment of obsidian is infused with the power of the dark side. When placed inside a lightsaber or holocron, this rare fragment with unnatural powers mined from a dark side shrine will have similar properties as a red kyber crystal. So 
If we are going to take this as canon, which Lucasfilm and Disney have both confirmed that things in this park are canon, it means that there are actually Sith dark side kyber crystals that are extremely rare. So we have talked about this, that normally the red lightsabers are bled Jedi kyber crystals. There are not any red crystals, but there are black kyber crystals, evidently. So it indicates to me that Tar Vizsla took this black crystal from an ancient Sith shrine or an ancient Sith warrior. And that is what he used to build the dark saber with. So buy yours today. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I think that is kind of interesting that, um, what, what that could mean in the story and in, in the tale of Tar Vizsla is, you know, he's using a specific Sith ancient artifact from a, special scary Sith shrine or something like that mm. in order to power this lightsaber, um, which seems like a not very Jedi thing to do, but kind of badass. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, it's all how you handle things, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Totally. It's all the same kind of energy. And yeah. even if it's bad energy, if you can take it and make it yours. Mm -hmm. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I 100% agree with that sentiment. Like to yeah. me, it's, it's just bound. It's and literally everything. One word balance mm -hmm. well it's like mm -hmm. it's technically it's a gun bad yep. guys can use a gun and mm -hmm. it's good guys can use a gun it depends on how you use it i think you yeah. mean cops and robbers oh right cops and robbers <laughs> bad guys baddies and goodies <laughs> yeah it's interesting to me thinking about because we talked about other things with like the weapon on uh malachor um and how we there are theories that I kind of tend to believe that the Jedi caused the destruction of Malachor, that this also kind of shades some interesting things about the old Republic, that maybe that's the point where the Jedi order got really like orthodox and stuck in their ways and like super like goody good, that maybe the old Republic Jedi were a little bit more balanced, a little bit more like mm -hmm. they can, they can get dirty if they need to. Um, so that might be indicating some of that too. Well, in uh, the so I I played like Old Republic or Kotor uh, mm, one and two to death yeah. like when those games came out, and uh, in those games the the Mandalorian war was very controversial mm -hmm. among the Jedi. Like half of them went to go fight it, and the other mm. half refused to. And uh, the ones that went to go fight it were the ones that ended up turning to the dark mm. side with Red. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think there's a lot of cool stuff that could be mined from that mythology. Um, so go back to our, what is it? Twilight of Apprentice, whichever one is on the Malachor, go back to those episodes. If you want to hear some of those theories, cause I think they're actually really cool. Um, but that is all, all my, uh, Oh wait, I have one more dark saber fact. This is, <laughs> this is behind the scenes. Um, it was originally intended for pre Vizsla, who was a previous owner of the dark saber before Maul took it and used it to rule Mandalore on his own. Pre Vizsla was going to fight using a Vibra Blade, which mm -hmm. is a familiar weapon in the Star Wars Expanded Universe, but it was modified at the request of George Lucas because he was like, that won't be able to stop a lightsaber, so we need a, <laughs> we need a Mandalore lightsaber. They do stuff lightsabers. Yeah, that's the point of the reason. I know. <laughs> but I guess, I mean, this is what George Lee... Yeah, I, I bet... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, very odd. I don't know. But I George Lucas made this this mandate from on high that they wanted a special Mandalorian lightsaber. And so that is why the Darksaber was created. Mm. Yep. Well, you know, something cool can come from a George Lucas idea. <laughs> what? Oh, what do you mean something? No oh my something. gosh. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, I don't know, an entire movie series that we base our lives around. And, yeah. Although I would yeah. love, love to play against George Lucas at a Star Wars trivia night. <laughs> yeah. There is oh, there is no way he would participate in that. <laughs> no, because everyone yeah. would know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone already yeah. knows, but I feel like, yeah. uh, man, I would just, uh, even if he studied up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I get the sense that he's just so bitter too. Like I, I listened to uh, Inside Star Wars, which is a really, really good podcast. I'd be bitter too. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm defending George. I would be 100% bitter if like I created this thing and then like biggest corporation in the world bought it and said like, oh, thanks for those other three movies you 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 wrote. Like, do you know what? We're not going to use those. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I yeah. I 
I won't yeah. get into it too far, but I want those George films so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah because to me, to me, it's, I don't. It's, 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 For the record, I do not. <laughs> I do. Well, so let me <laughs> let me go on my thirty second rant about right, go why I it. want them. Okay. I have like I entered into a relationship with George Lucas a very long time ago, <laughs> and to me, it's to me, it's a, a for better or worse thing. It's like <laughs> he created this amazing universe, and then. Along the way, they the movies stopped getting good, but it's like I'm in I'm in this with him to me, and I'm like, do you know what? Like, it's these are your ideas. This it stops becoming his universe and starts it started becoming our universe, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I still want to know what the creator thinks. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, for context for the people who don't know, do you want to explain what the leaked? Uh, treatments for his sequel series were going to be about. Oh, he's got some nutty stuff. I mean, it's all nutty. I, I, I'm I'm not going to defend them and be like they're not nutty. That's so smart. But I'm like, you know what? Like, it's nutty. Yeah, but, it would have been weird. I, I it would have been interesting to explore. But I don't know if I would have wanted episodes <laughs> seven, eight, nine to be about going into the bloodstream of the world of meta, meta, <laughs> metachlorians. I'm with you for better or worse. I bet you they would have yeah. all been Yoda. All right, just so everyone knows who we're dealing with, can I, Mike, can I tell them about the poll that you put up? <laughs> this makes me laugh so hard. So Mike's a fanatic about this. He tweeted, and he, he barely ever tweets, and he tweeted, are the Disney era films canon to you, or like Mike, do you think they're amazing? Seriously good films, but ultimately fan flicks, because Lucas didn't create them. Yeah. And then the two options were, they're canon or they're fan films. We had, we had 108 <laughs> votes. Does anyone want to guess how that felt? Ninety six percent to four. <laughs> They're canon. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's fine. Honestly, what I like about the movies now is that they are fan films. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're that great. is what's yeah. magical about it because yeah, a creator can have their own ideas and how things should go, and George mm-hmm. Lucas has his own ideas of where he would want to go with it. But sometimes it takes that fan to make it better, i.e. you should have given Game of Thrones to the fans. We could have made it better. Um, that's the last thing I was saying about Game of Thrones. Um, but I, think I doubt that. One, I know, God. Um, one of the things that I enjoy, and I, I've said this, my theory multiple times, where my Star Wars ended with, um, when they're all in the Millennium Falcon going off of Crate, and mm-hmm. you get that tableau of them just talking over music. Mm-hmm. That's how the Star Wars ends. It's always a tableau. It's always a music. Yeah. And then it was, I gave up my Star Wars or I, I released my Star Wars to the next generation when the little boy goes out with the broom and stares into the sky. Mm, yeah. That mm. is when they open it up to a bunch of That's new true. people. It's yeah. all fan. It's literally fans that have to follow the rules to make epic movies with ideas that they've been thinking about since they were kids. And it's like that, those little kids are us from years ago and the filmmakers that are opening up to like, of course we might have different ideas, but we Mm -hmm. are watching other people's versions. So to me, it's canon and fanfic. And I love, I love that I'm watching other people's ideas because I have my own, but these people's minds are so creative and interesting and, I don't know. I, I, I wish you could vote twice on your poll because <laughs> I would be canon and fanfics and mm, fanflix. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And I think that's probably where you got in trouble is, you know, I don't, I don't disagree actually with that. I think that's a really good way to put it. I just think they are canon like, <laughs> on its face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I, I think there is something very beautiful about releasing it, you know, instead of looking at like George Lucas's arc and his, his story as like a, it being taken from him and not the right vision. <laughs> it's like a, it's being released to the world. We're all Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars. You're a Star Wars. Right. <laughs> Star Wars lives inside of us. <laughs> it just, yeah. We were the Star Wars all along. It's just that the, the fan who happens to be piloting it is the biggest corporation in the world. But they'll leave uh, it there. <laughs> I, know, I know. I sound like the worst person ever. Yeah. No, I know it's... I sound like the worst person ever, but. No. We should make our own. Yeah. See that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we kind of. Yeah. yeah. We are. We definitely are. <laughs> yeah. I just saw also, just for color, just so to put this all into context, I want to remind everyone that 
I remember the moment I heard on the radio that they were making new Star Wars movies and I was crying in standstill traffic in my car. So, you know, regardless of who owns it, I'm just happy to have more (laughs) Star Wars in my life. Yes. No, I am too. I I read my poem I wrote, right? About it. No. When I found out. No. Oh, man. Let me see. Now we have to hear it. If I can find it. Because I was so I like didn't I couldn't even use my body when I it was like I remember just sitting I was in my apartment I was living in New York City and I was just you know on the net like I did every night before I went to bed (laughs) and saw that and was like (gasps) and immediately every hair on my body stood up. And I was like, this is, this is magic. I was like, this is literally magic happening. <laughs> right, I'm going to see if I can find it. But we can continue because I've got it. We have to insert the poem at the end of the episode. So you, after, after the credits, stay and listen to that Crystal's poem. That'll keep, it'll keep you going through. I'll put some nice music it. underneath it and stuff. <laughs> um, so away from the Darksaber, I've got some other cool little Easter eggy things. So we see uh, this cool shot of Sabine's bunk where she's sulking in her room but it has been updated to show new art since the last Rats time we saw it. Yeah. But some of these are pretty funny. So there's a puffer pig, a pergil, ketsu, Lando, and then my favorite one is Callus and Zeb as best friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a really cute picture of like Callus and Zeb like hugging. That's <laughs> Which good. At this point yeah. in the story, like at the end of it, it makes a lot of sense. But at this point in the story, I feel like that would have really pissed off Zeb. Yeah. Yeah that, was, yeah, that was a reach at this point. But yeah, I like the contrast between like her really like good mm-hmm. work or like that. And then when Chopper comes into the room, there's like that little, those little doodles <laughs> on like, the bottom. <laughs> you know, like she, when she's, <laughs> I imagine she, her being like a little kid, like she's been on this ship for like forever and she just, you know, she just, yeah, up totally. <laughs> like, why is there, <laughs> why is there chop yeah, chunks in yeah, there? Yeah, I love it. It's just, that's something I've, I think I've said every episode that I've recorded with those, those little things where you just realize what a family they are. Cause Chopper's mm. like this annoying old man child. And <laughs> yeah. she's probably just like, here, take the blueprint, <laughs> do what you yeah. want. Yeah, totally. But what's funny to me is that he didn't draw himself. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Cause I feel like that's something he would do, but with like, huge muscles <laughs> or like so, saving oh the day gosh. and everyone like, like clapping for him or something. <laughs> I want that tattoo so bad. With a huge, with a huge bulge in his pants. Large circuits. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to the training segment where they are doing this, we're seeing the dramatic push and pull of emotions, the dance of swords. Um, I thought there was some cool stuff in here. Um, I thought Mike would especially like this. You see the first time that they're training, Kanan is using Dooku's lightsaber form, using one hand um, instead mm. of his preferred oh, yeah. form. I wonder if that's like a way of kind of handicapping himself to like think, see if Sabine can have a chance even. But it's just kind of cool to see him switch it up a little bit there. Mm. Interesting. I Yeah. Yeah, like it's like that very like stand up straight and you're a fencing man and you have your <laughs> one hand behind your It's arm. 100% my favorite form. Yeah. And that's why I like Dooku so much. I love like his like civility and decorum. I think it's so good. Mm-hmm. So my my brother bought a uh, uh, Oculus Quest, mm-hmm. I think, the VR thing, uh, like a couple months back. And when I was still uh, living down over like close to Mike... Um, he, he got the game of Vader Immortal. Have you no, guys ever heard about it? It's supposed to be cool. Oh, it's it's so cool. So uh, it has like a little like story bit to it, which is all like fun. And then and there's even like some interesting lore stuff. Uh, so we, yeah, we gotta mm. we gotta talk about that one. Uh, we gotta look some stuff up and and bring yeah. it into the show at some point. But uh, the cool part is you can do like um, uh, training, uh, like bonus kind of mini game stuff. And it's way easy. So, like, at first, I'm holding the lightsaber with two hands, you know, and, and doing it. And it's so much fun. But it's so much easier if you hold it in one hand and uh-huh. do it like you're fencing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Like, 
just thinking about that. I was like, oh, this so is are you like, watching this episode and, and being like, like oh my god, it's so easy. <laughs> yeah, come on. I was being like Ezra, like the little head in the, in the corner, like like laughing when. Or what does he do when she falls down? He's like, ooh, yeah, little punk. Yeah. That made me so mad. It's, oh God, I want to just sometimes just hit him. Yeah. I, I don't hate Ezra. Like, I've read a lot of stuff online where people hate. Ezra and I'm like he's just a little kid he's annoying and that's mm-hmm. one of the things where I'm yeah. like you just I would love I want to see Ezra older I want to see him in his 30s yeah I yeah. think he'd be really awesome actually because he <laughs> realized he was such a little dick yeah <laughs> he is do you know what and this is like this is why people don't like Ezra he's been it's I'm confused this is he's the most confusing part of this episode to me because he's been having a steady character arc forward and it's been He's make he's made really big mature leaps, and then this episode hits, and he's kind of a dick, and I don't know why. There's even like a moment where he's like, "At least you have parents to go back to," and I'm like, "That is some that is so oh, terrible yeah. to say to someone." Like, yeah, I everyone's worries uh, are relative. You, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I keep swearing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> we'll edit it out. I like what I like what you do with the swear. Like, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's it's. Honestly, I kind of understand why he's a jerk in this. It's, it reminds me of when I was younger and when I would know something, (laughs) I was real excited to show that I knew it. Yeah. Didn't exactly do it in the nicest Uh, way possible. Absolutely. Where you're kind of a know-it-all. He's gone through all of this training and it's the first time in this series that he know. I'm using air quotes, he knows more than someone else, even though Sabine is a way better fighter without the force. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is the first time where he's like, Hey, this is the thing I know. And I'm real good. And when Kanan is like, Ezra, show her these things. He's like, Oh, oh yeah. I know a thing. And he's just a jerk instead of being caring and understanding that she's going through exactly what he has been going through. It's he's a kid. Yeah. yeah. They don't really explain it though in the <laughs> in the show. They he yeah. never turns around from it, which I think they should have done. <laughs> but I can understand where he's coming from as a yeah. child, although the show didn't describe him <laughs> as a child. So really, it's just me rationalizing for yeah. him being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I will say this is a really. Uh, good I will say in defense of Ezra that mm. I think um, they do have a dynamic, and so it does go both ways. You've seen through the whole series, you know, Sabine giving him <laughs> too. Oh, now I swore <laughs> Sabine giving him craft too. And they go back and forth. And, and I will, you will notice, you know, when he does, when it's finally his turn and Kanan's like, all right, Ezra, show her the forms. And he's like, Oh, uh, like he does try. He's like, all right, come on. Like, let's do it. No, yeah, do this. Yeah. Okay. Good job. We're in ready position. Like he does go into like trying to be supportive of his friend. I think maybe he just isn't great at it yet, which he's young. He's, he's like all of us. So I kind of understand that. Mm-hmm in the right before they leave for this there's this really good moment where Ezra's like uh he looks at uh Sabine goes don't try just learn and then Hera gives him this (laughs) (laughs) gives him this wicked side eye (laughs) Hera just looks at him she's like shut up Ezra you know what's funny is my wife was watching that episode with me last night and when that happened she laughed at that because she thought it was so yeah Yeah, totally yeah um also what what did the Bendu mean in this moment? This was such a weird, like, so, she, so Sabine walks away, kicks the Bendu, which is just kind of funny. <laughs> and then like, he gets up, he's like, and then, right. Like, That's the only thing you see about him. Like, I love what? that. She like, yeah. kicked, she like, kicked, she like kicked the dog. And I was like, yeah. dude, like he's, what? Yeah. Is it like, like a metaphor? Like she's kicking the force. Like, <laughs> yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah. I didn't even know that was him. No, yeah, I don't think she did. I'm just like, I feel like they were trying to say something, but I don't really know what. My thoughts for it were that he's watching progress and kind of aiding in his own way. Just like watching, mm-hmm. seeing. Yeah. I kind of, I liked that he was there. Yeah. Because it's just this ever-present being that sees what's going on. And I don't want to say he helps them, but mm-hmm. he, well, I don't way. know, he's just there. And I, I like mm-hmm. that. Totally. Well, yeah, and I think that that goes back to maybe what I said earlier too. Is like, what are the implications of Kanan talking about her force abilities and mm-hmm. Bendu being there? Like, I think 
I think they're leaving the door open to she might be a competent force wielder at some point in her arc. Mm, um, and I think these are like, I think this is potentially planting those seeds from like a storytelling perspective. Like maybe we'll just kind of pepper them here and there and hmm. see where we'll go. Like maybe it never came to fruition. Maybe it will, but I think it was like setting the stage for like the maybe. Ooh, I like that. I yeah. Yeah, and, and it is worth noting too, too that Kanan <laughs> that Kanan picked this spot. You know, they talked about it. it's like, why aren't we training at the base? And it's like, you know, they have that banter about I'll damage you. But I, you know, Kanan picked this spot <laughs> specifically and he knows this is where the Bendu is. So like I think there's gotta be some force mysticism kind of things going on here, even if it is just like we're gonna get in connection with nature and the force and some other things like that. Yeah. Um um, but I want to talk about Fen Rao for a second mm-hmm. and mostly his voice. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone picked this up, but like when he brings uh, Sabine her supplies, which we should also talk about, he goes, <laughs> I want you to go back and listen to the way his voice sounds because it sounds like, supplies. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this voice? His, the voice seems, his voice is wildly inconsistent to me. We're like, I have no idea what accent this is. What is? It's been tough going. I brought you something, since you're partially in this mess on my recommendation. I'm sorry, partially? How about completely? To make up for that, you can have these. Whoa. Mandalorian van braces? Where did you get these? You said the same thing about Zeb a couple episodes ago. I'm going to drop in some audio and see if it actually is any different, because I did not <laughs> notice it at all. <laughs> I've got your... I've got your... I've got your supplies. I wonder if you just got dad dad brain and just like I've got your supplies. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kept I kept rewinding it and it kept getting weirder to me. It's going good. It's like saying ankle over over and again. It's like yeah. clankle, ankle, 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 and you're like, what's a lankle? <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Um yeah, my only other point is I thought it was interesting that Kanan was reluctant to train Ezra originally, and now he's holding back his training of Sabine. So, you know, um, because she's a girl. Yeah, right? Um, and we see it in, oh, what episode is it? Um, uh, the uh, the Wincothu job, where Hera doesn't trust Ezra mm-hmm. to um, lead that mission because he likes, you know, Hondo so much. And Kanan's like the chill dad, and he's like, everything's cool. You got to really relax with him. And it shows like his growth as a teacher where he's like, okay, I need to be more trusting of Ezra. I need to be like, chill. He's a capable person. And then it's weird that it just completely resets for Sabine. He's just like, doesn't trust her all of a sudden. And it's, it's, it's a, it's twofold. I think he's blind now and this is post his big character development. Mm -hmm. So he can't be soft um, because that only increases like the risk that she won't be able to, defend herself when the time actually comes so he know he knows what's at stake mm-hmm. he sees what's coming down the line and he knows it's better for her to be prepared than to be able to be like for her to be like wow Kanan was so cool such a cool teacher he's like I don't have to be a cool teacher anymore I have to be an effective <laughs> teacher yeah I'll, I, I like that but yeah that's all my notes does anyone else have any other notes samurai music all the samurai music uh, in this episode uh, is awesome I didn't notice it that's cool <laughs> yeah seriously yeah, I actually have a couple things. Uh, <clears throat> like just going back to what you guys were talking about with the seriousness he's uh, taking with the training. There's this really good line he says where he says, uh, "Every mistake is a limb lost, oh, the is never at rest." Yeah. And there was just tons of like good moments during the the training scene, and uh, I really like the part where uh, Sabine's like using oh, the yeah. whip, you know. Um, I thought that was cool too. Yeah, I, I didn't really find a lot of additional information about the whatever those are called the gauntlet things mm-hmm. oh right the, yeah the, but i thought it was a really list. cool touch where it's like the mandalorians know they're outmatched by the force powers so they kind of simulate the mm-hmm. jedi force powers with technology uh which i thought was kind of cool i like that and i was very frustrated with kanan getting upset about that is this a game for you no game just outsmarting my opponent care to take a shot History lesson. The Jedi won the war with Mandalore. These tricks will amount to something. Maybe save you from time to time, but they won't keep you alive in the long run. Only training. 
And discipline will do that. I was like, screw you, yeah. dude. You were just using the force against her. You pushed her. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you were yeah, just going to do lightsaber exactly. techniques, great. But the yeah. fact that you use the force to push her away when she's yeah. learning with a stick right now, <laughs> that's a dick yeah. move. And then do yeah. like, uh, F FYI, we yeah. won. <laughs> and so your stuff doesn't yeah, work cheating. because we won. I'm like, mm -mm, yeah. there could have been more than you, nerd. Like, like <laughs> you have way more Jedi. Yes, you're probably more disciplined. But yeah. like, instead of getting pissed about that, the, the whole point of this episode is for her to be a leader, a uniter of her people. These mm -hmm. are things that her people created to fight and win. Yeah. And to be mm -hmm. like, oh, poo poo is, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy to me. Uh, yeah. And I didn't it, like that because that's, it's not a Canaan thing. He's yeah. usually open to everything around him, but he was like, mm -mm, we won. Your stuff's <laughs> stupid. And I'm like, eh, just beat Ezra. I don't want to butt her right now. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense yeah. either because you're not training her to fight Jedi. He totally. kept being like, yeah. And I'm like, right. your logic is weird, man. Like, she's yeah. not going to go fight Jedi. She's going to fight Mandalorians who have this equipment that she is using. Like, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know. And you're the only Jedi, bro. <laughs> so yeah. For, yeah. Like, technically, yeah, yeah there's more, but like, yeah, I think it just goes to his fear because he's, you know, he's scared. I think he wants to over prepare her where he's mm -hmm. like, and he's just being a bad teacher. He's not explaining it in a way that, you know, my wife's a teacher and she always talks about, you know, if, if a student isn't getting it, it's not their fault that they're not getting mm -hmm. it. It's their parents' fault. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. You need to figure out another way to reach that student. And he was very reluctant because he's like, mm -hmm. this is the way you learn how to use lightsabers. This is the Jedi way. This is how you do it. And like, he was very orthodox, just like the Jedi Order was. And it led to their fall. Yeah. Um, his intentions are good to be like, I'm going to train you to be as good as a Jedi, even if though that's not realistic. And we don't have time for this where he just needs to relax, bro. Right. And let her use anything she can yeah. to help herself be better. Totally. It's very Mandalorian to do that too. Use every advantage, use every trick you have, use the landscape, use like mm -hmm. everything well, to Sith. win. It's very Sith too. It's like, oh, like yeah, what are you going to fight a Sith or a Jedi? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It reminded me of this uh, really good moment in Knights of the Republic. <laughs> I can't, I'm going to keep bringing that up. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite thing in Star Wars. But, uh, there's this moment when um, uh, the Jedi master character is talking to a non-force user about the main character mm -hmm. who's like meditating or something. And she says, take the greatest Jedi Knight, strip away the force and what remains. They rely on it, depend on it more than they know. Watch as one tries to hold a blaster, as they try to hold a lightsaber. And you would see nothing more than a, than a woman or a man, a child. And she's just trying to uh, point out that in a lot of ways... People who don't have to rely on, or don't rely on the force mm. are more capable than the ones who. Interesting. Use it I like that a lot. I love the all the campfire stuff. Mm -hmm. I love uh, the visuals. Yeah. I love mm -hmm. them lighting up the lightsaber and the dark saber in the dark, and mm -hmm. like it just being them and kind of. Mm -hmm. I think that's. I think that's cool visual poetry. Yeah, but um, can you really light a dark saber? <laughs> you can dark it. Oh. I love the way it whooshes. It's the coolest. It's oh, hands down the coolest looking. If you can, it's a light. It's a light. I don't like it. I love it. I think the blade looks weird. I, I feel like it, it. looks well, like 2D animation. First of all, it's not the same kind of animation. Yeah. That use, so they're like mm -hmm. sourcing 2D. And I think it's freaking cool. I'm, I'm a big fan. I like that. It's in the animation at the beginning too. Yeah. When yeah. they're telling the story. I like that you too. get that swoosh in it as well. Yeah. I, I like the idea of it. I think just I like the idea. Of it. <laughs> I think in the, I'm in the minority. I think I feel like the white like swirls and stuff like that look like um, like if my mom was trying to dress up as a punk rocker for Halloween. Like that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> yeah. Doing a real good job. <laughs> so yeah. they were like a little jealous because she looks so good. <laughs> okay. I like that. It's like Macy's selling a sex pistol shirt. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. I've, I'm, I've, I admit I am probably in the minority on this, but for some reason, just visually, I'm not super into it. Hey, mm. that's what make good podcasting is people disagreeing. It's, yeah. You're stupid. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is very distinct. I think it's going to be, yeah. I think it's polarizing. I don't, I can't, I have a hard time seeing someone be like, it's fine. I think it evokes strong <laughs> emotions, honestly. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Chris, what do you think about it? You haven't weighed in. Do you like it? Uh, it's fine. 
Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. wow. Proven wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, honestly, I'm probably uh, more on, I, I like the traditional one. Okay. Yeah, I like the traditional saber. 50-50. Yeah. Mm. Let's fight. And we'll yeah, win. Let's fight. Yeah, yeah you, guys, you guys use dark yeah. sabers. Where, no, are my, where are my dice? Where are my dice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no using whips. <laughs> That's amazing. I found my palm. Oh, okay. I think yeah. I think now is the perfect yeah. time. Let's okay. end the let's end the episode with a poem. So this is titled Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars, nothing for Star I wrote, Wars. Right? I wrote a poem about the movie Star Wars. Okay, let's do the home do the whole poem in that cadence. Okay, uh, no, uh, it would ruin the poem. Okay, yeah. So, <clears throat> Star Wars. What are you saying? Is this really real? Did Lucas and Disney just make a huge deal? Four billion dollars and they get it all? Lucasfilm Indie and the effects and the crawl? No, I can't believe it. My internet's so slow. I need to read articles. I just have to know. Lucas retires and promotes Kay Kennedy to president of Lucasfilm fucking TD. <laughs> Episode 7, 2015, then 8 and 9, all on the big screen. Oh my god, my head. It's about to explode. If I were a man, I'd have busted my luck. <laughs> that's gross. I take back what I said. But holy fuck. I can't believe what I really just read. There are so many things I still need to know. Like, are they going to make a live-action TV show? If they if they are, I want in. I must infiltrate them somehow. I will be in Star Wars this I avow. There's so much to read, and I need my fix. But first, I will rewatch episode six. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow, there were so many predictions in there. Yeah, right? And that was as soon as the news came out, just that they sold it. And I was like, yo. You're Nostradamus. I'm Nostradamus. That's sick. That's amazing. I'm, I, I like, love that. I just, and I'm not, I I got goosebumps reading that. I just, there's such joy. Ah, <laughs> I love Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, uh, I will never hate Star Wars. Give me Attack of the Clones any day. Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> I agree. Because Dooku. Oh, yeah. best villain. Best villain of all time. Yeah. Okay. Well, so should we jump into the, uh, mm-hmm. we ready to jump I, into? I don't think there's anything we can say that'll top that. Uh, yeah. This, I know. So, <laughs> So how we like to end every episode is with a rating scale on our current most favorite to current least favorite thing in Star Wars. And we rate this episode. Peter, do you want to give an example? My favorite thing is Ray pulling the lightsaber out of the snow right past, whizzing past that mean man's face. My least favorite thing is everything <laughs> C-3PO has ever done at any time <laughs> other than in the original trilogy. <laughs> and this episode is Luke going, no! It's not true. It's impossible. Because <laughs> there's some like dynamic, like some family stuff going on, right? Uh, and that's an A plus to me. This episode, A plus for sure. Wow. I loved it. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you know this, but I didn't know this. I don't know how I didn't know this. Did you know that Darth when... Vader's Luke's fa- father? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Did. I, I didn't know that David Prowse didn't actually say that line when they recorded. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool behind the scenes tidbit. I yeah, like okay. that too. He was yeah, like, no, come with me, join me, be yeah. with me. Well, the story is, I think it's kind of fun because they wanted to keep it secret from everyone, even people on the set. So literally the only people who knew it were Lucas. Um, oh, yeah, Kasdan. Kirshner. It wasn't, no, it wasn't Kirshner. Kirshner. It was Kasdan who wrote the, oh. wrote it. So Kasdan, Lucas, and then Luke were the only people who knew the actual line. So he said, oh. Obi-Wan is your father. Uh, what about James Earl Jones who said it? Did they put earphones <laughs> on him? Or <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I guess. Just, now say this word. Now like, say this word. Right? They just like <laughs> edit it together. <laughs> yeah. I guess actually that makes a lot of sense. So four people knew it. <laughs> but there's a funny story that uh, Mark Hamill says on like Kimmel or something like that about that when, when Harrison Ford found out that he'd been lied to. <laughs> it was pretty fun. So at the screening, when that happened, Harrison turned to me and said, Hey, kid, you didn't f- tell me that. <laughs> for the F-bomb. I only used it for historical accuracy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, he does a Harrison interview. Ford impression? Yeah, he does a really good oh, Harrison Ford impression. There's on Graham Norton, I think. So check that out on YouTube. It's just a fun little behind-the-scenes thing that I love. Um, Crystal, do you have a rating scale? Yes. Um, oh, wait, a... Mike, did I did we skip you? Uh, I, can, I mean, we can mix it up. It doesn't have to be in order. 
<laughs> I can wait. <laughs> no, I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my rating is going to be uh, pretty basic today. Um, from not Star Wars to Star Wars, <laughs> I am going to give this episode a rating of I can't wait to watch the first look concept of the Kenobi show. Ooh. Uh, which is an A freaking plus because yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter what they do with the show. It could be him whittling for <laughs> 42 hours and I'd be like, cool, this is amazing. He's it could, even uh, worth it. a fire. Right? He's just like hunting and gathering and like going to the bathroom. All about it. <laughs> so yeah. I would do it. A plus. Wow. I feel like I've had that dream. <laughs> I love that. I would take a whole well my yeah, I love that. I would totally watch that show. Um yeah. it's like why I play video games. Do boring shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just gonna do my profession now. Yep. yep. Um so on a scale of my currently Actually thing, Chris should go next. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh okay, so my my on a scale of my favorite thing in Star Wars to my least favorite thing in Star Wars, my favorite thing being the uh, Yoda philosophy lessons on Dagobah in uh, in Empire Strikes Back, and mm. for this uh, episode specifically, I'll, I'll single out the one where um, uh, he pulls out the uh, X-wing, and then Luke says to him, I, "I don't believe it," and then Yoda just like nods and closes his eyes and says, "That is why you fail." Mm. My favorite moment in Star Wars, and then my least favorite moment in Star Wars is the reveal in the Last Jedi that Luke tried to kill Ben Solo. That just absolutely tears me apart. I hate that part. Oh, mm. me too. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't make sense at all. And mm. uh, for this episode... I have thoughts. We'll talk off my... Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. uh, I rate this episode as yeah. Luke defeating Vader and throwing away his lightsaber and saying, you failed. I am a Jedi like my father before me. Because it's cheesy and it's heartfelt and it's I love it. It's why I love Star Wars. And that's an A plus for me. Wow. I I love that least favorite thing. I I'm with you. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, so my current least favorite thing is the. Does anyone else want to go? <laughs> <laughs> Peter, do you want to give yours again? John, John, come here. <laughs> uh, my current least favorite thing is the entirety of the 1997 re-releases. Just everything they added. So whatever. To <laughs> Maul's death at the hands of Obi Wan in this very season of Rebels being one of my most favorite things ever. I'll give this episode a Boba Fett holding Jango Fett's helmet, um, which I love. It's a prequel moment that I'm a really big fan of. I think it's a really cool Mm. character development and a piece of Mandalore that I really enjoy, or not really Mandalore, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, for me, it's a solid A. It's not an A+, but it's definitely like a solid A moment. Mm. Um, Yeah, I really like it. Nice. That's 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 all lovely. And you know what? It is <laughs> great to hear all y'all's voice again. There's so many giggles, so many good feelings today. It's a great way to start a Sunday morning. Yeah, and 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 just know that D and D, Star Wars D and D editions are not done. We've been slow, but mm-hmm. we've got more coming. Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that. Get, we had a baby happen. We collectively had a baby. We collectively had someone. We had people move. We had two people move. Yeah, three people move. All three of you have had moving journeys in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a oh. season. Mike. Yep. Yes. So, in in uh, the last episode, uh, as of right now, so this is like in the future. But anyway, you said that uh, you named uh, Elliot after uh, the kid Niti, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Peter was lamenting that uh, it's not a Star Wars character. Elliot's yeah. a Star Wars character, bro. What? E.T.'s in E.T.'s in a bunch of E.T.'s Star Wars character you dork um, <laughs> totally you is a Star dork Wars yeah. yeah what a nerd do you know who <laughs> Elliot's brother's name is in E.T.? I uh, know Michael Elliot oh. and Michael oh. just saying so you're your son's brother 
Yeah. <laughs> weird. <laughs> I was trying to think of the uh, brother in Home Alone, the one that says, uh, I wouldn't let you see Biff? my Biff? <laughs> yeah, Biff. I wouldn't let you see my uh, bed if you're growing on my ass or whatever. Biff's girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. Woof. <Yeah. laughs> Woof. Uh, all right. Uh, Crystal, buff. do you have anything to promote? Where can the people find you? What is going on? Well, uh, Keep Comic Game On has been kind of slow for me lately, but that is the one podcast I'm working on right now. I work in a restaurant, so I have zero mm. time to do anything. <laughs> um, but you can find that on the iTunes and the Googles. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep Calm and Game On. It's a video game podcast, which is really great. My uh, social media is Instagram and Twitter now uh, exclusively. And Well, actually, honestly, I don't. I'm not on anything because I've started to do real life instead of fake life. And, uh, but it's the crystal Beth. And I like talking to people because I don't get to talk to that many people besides mm. people I work with now. Send me a message. Yeah. All right. Chris, do you have anything to promote? What's your Twitter uh, handle? Yeah. So you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at, uh, Chris Sanchez, two, three, six. Um, just listen to the D and D episodes. Listen to this podcast. Listen to keep coming on. Nice. I love that. Yep. And uh, you know where to find us. We're at on Twitter and Instagram at Rebels Rebels Pod. You can email the show. No one ever has. We'll still promote it at Rebels Rebels Pod <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, we're going to be releasing more D&D episodes. We're going to be putting these suckers out. Yeah. Peter? Nice. Yeah. No, that's about it. Um, it's This has been lovely. And we look forward to more D&D episodes and to finish out season three and probably some bonus content around Rise of Skywalker as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. And remember, until next time, be brave out there and don't look back. Don't look back. Move troop out. Move troop out. (laughs) (laughs) Charge. I can't wait to play again.